Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader. And in this episode, I want to talk about how you can get better at coaching difficult people. Now, a long number of years ago, I was introduced to a couple of different coaching principles that actually shifted how I did my coaching. More than that, actually, it shifted a a lot of things for me personally and in terms of leadership. So I'm going to share these two principles with you and how you can apply them. So the first is the meaning of communication is the response you get. And the second, people are doing the best they can with the resources they have. Now, I don't mind admitting that it took me a while to completely get my head around both of these statements. Because, of course, the first one is implying that how someone responds to me is entirely down to me. I know, going to make your head hurt that one, doesn't it? And then, of course, I'm expected to believe that a team member who is making life difficult for their colleagues or clients themselves or me is doing the best that they can. I mean, like, really? But if we fast forward in time and having learned, in some cases, the hard way, these two principles have actually stood me in good stead, especially in terms of getting better at coaching what I may in the past have labelled difficult people. So... Let me start with the first, or let me start by exploring the two principles in a little more detail. So the meaning of communication is the response you get. When I'm working with a team of managers, I'll often hear phrases like, they just don't understand what I'm asking them to do, or it's gone right over their heads, or I don't get it, they did what I asked them not to do. It's simple. If your team or an, or an individual doesn't understand you, It's rarely going to be a lack of intellect. Generally speaking, we don't go around employing idiots. So, 99% of the time, it's actually about how you communicated what you did. The language you used. Your style of communication. Maybe the level of detail you did or did not go into. Putting it another way, it's about what you said, the way you said it, or what you didn't say. Either way, it's about you. It's not about your team. Or an individual. And as soon as I understood this, it opened up enormous opportunities for me to do things differently when communicating and coaching. I'm going to explain a little more later. So the second principle, people are doing the best they can with the resources they have. Now, again, this may seem a hard concept to follow as you could find yourself thinking, there is no way my difficult person is doing the best they can. So let's take a closer look at what I mean when I use the word resources. Because there's time, money, energy, creativity, experience. So when we look at it from that perspective, we often notice where the gap is. As an example, when I'm tired, my energy is lower. So my decision making or my ability to focus or my ability to listen is not going to be the same quality. Consequently, the outcome won't be the same as when that resource is high. 
Now, it's not like using this as a get-out-of-jail-free card. I still have to learn from this and take responsibility for myself. However, it is correct. At that moment, I really am doing the best I can with the resources I have. See, sometimes we, well, we judge, but sometimes we judge too quickly. So, I'm going to give you another situation. Years ago, you learnt to walk. Now, hopefully, your parents were kind to you when you fell over. They praised you, offered words of encouragement. Highlighting progress, if not directly to you, then when, you know, they, when they were talking with other parents, very definitely. But here's the thing. Some people learnt to crawl before they walked. Others went straight to walking. Each took their own route and length of time. And at the end, well, we can walk, run, maybe even dance. And nobody said anything about being in time to the music on that last one. Again, if you're going, maybe not me. <laughs> Self-imposed judgment. And notice just how quickly we do it. So, unfortunately, now we can be a lot less compassionate with adults than we are with children. We judge them and expect more based on what we believe they should be able to do in the way we think they should be able to do it, without checking to see if that was possible at that moment. A habit which can quickly erode somebody's confidence. So, how do these principles relate to getting better at coaching difficult people? Well, before you start thinking about improving your coaching skills further, sometimes it really is about how can you change the mindset and beliefs you hold when you coach. So, how can you start with that? So, firstly, take responsibility for how you are communicating with your problem team person. Ask yourself, how has your style of communication and what you've said contributed to creating the problem. It's going to take reflection. But be honest with yourself, because somewhere in this, you will have added to the situation in some way. And knowing this now, what will you do differently? Secondly, if we come from a place where you now believe that your team member is doing the best they can with the resources they have, answer the following for yourself. So, first, what is the problem I now see related to this team member? Second, what can I do differently as a manager to resolve the problem as I now see it? And lastly... What precisely can I now coach my team member on so that they, they can now contribute to resolving the problem? If indeed they need to contribute at all. So here's an example that uh, you may relate to. You have a team member who hasn't been performing at their usual level for a few months. Their motivation is low and they have sort of just being doing enough to get by, yet this isn't actually their norm, this isn't what they usually do. So you notice that their mood, their lack of interest, lower productivity and engagement with the rest of the team is now creating problems. So, what if the manager tells the employee in no uncertain terms to get their performance back on track or there will be consequences? The employee responds by saying the manager is threatening them and to back off or they'll submit a complaint. <laughs> I mean, 
The meaning of communication is the response you get. So when the manager said what they said, the employee created a meaning around the word consequences. So they could have gone, ooh, this could be that my job is at risk. But as a manager, they might have been going, well, you know, we're going to have to trigger a performance improvement plan, which is very clearly different to your job's on the line and that's it, you're going to lose it. Also, the belief about the person not doing the best they can and having a potential fear of having to deal with those motivational issues are preventing this manager from exploring motivation with the person in a coaching conversation. You know, sometimes it is just about having that conversation to go, let me discover. Sometimes a coaching conversation is is, is maybe a little bit heavy. Maybe sometimes just think of it as I'm going to have a discovery conversation. Because if the manager had gone and had one of those, then just by taking time to ask some questions, they might have uncovered that the employee's mood and motivation was low because their partner was going through some serious life-changing health issues and that they're stressed out and they hadn't felt able or didn't think it appropriate to share what was happening with anyone at work. 